0: It was a beautiful day and you know it's interesting so what COVID did is it, it opened us up to we felt like we're gonna we need to do this online as well. well we ended up I think at the end of the day it was it was well over 500 that were watching online in in addition to everyone that was there uh, people from all over the country uh, and nations um, that were that were watching this and uh, and what what's really cool about that is is it's establishing a hunger i I know that there were many other places that went wow could we do something like this could we have a day of prayer in in our area and and we've seen this already over the years uh, where others have found out about it they're like we want to do that as well and i feel like it's kind of like fires are lighting across this country uh, and people are establishing prayer over cities here's the cool part we have we have such an amazing city and county um, we had one of our commissioners there. By the way, if you don't know, all three of our commissioners that we have currently, they love the Lord. Uh, we've had, they've been back in this back prayer room, and uh, we've gathered together and prayed together and declared Jesus is Lord over this county. One of the reasons, uh, this was actually uh, Commissioner Laura Thomas. She brought this up yesterday. She goes, you want to know why, why Douglas County is different than any other county and why, why the COVID numbers are basically not even on the charts? <laughs> because we declare Jesus as Lord over Douglas County. I love that she just called that out, <laughs> just brought it up. But we had our, we had the uh, Sheriff Tony Spurlock. He was there and just uh, declared, uh, just prayed over the over the city, over the county. We had uh, uh, two of our previous mayors. Uh, the, the last two mayors that have been the mayors of Castle Rock, uh, just declaring Jesus is Lord uh, over Douglas or over Castle Rock, and and our current mayor, he really wanted to be there. Some things came up, he was not able to attend. But he's like, man, I've been there the last four years. I'm with you guys. So we have a mayor. We have we just have so many people that are seeking the Lord in this in this city in this county, uh, and uh, so many other cool things happen that I won't go into. Uh, but God is on the move. If you don't realize it, God is actually on the move. Um, amen. I I have three messages today. Um, and I haven't had. I've been this week has been crazy. It's just we've had three days of prayer and fasting. I, uh, we had a service Wednesday night. I had something else I spoke at on Thursday. I spent all day Friday prepping for the Castorac Day of Prayer on Saturday. Anytime you gather with like 20, 25 other churches, it is not easy gathering pastors together. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> it's like herding cats, right? Like, are you coming? What's going on? Yeah, anyway, a um, whole other story. And then so just yesterday, um, after the Castorac Day of Prayer, I'm like, all right, Lord, what what are we where, what are we doing? <laughs> and um, so I had something in mind and started preparing and going into it and then uh, and then woke up this morning and um, had a had a whole another thing um, that the Lord just hit me with and just began to press into that um, and, and He said these words. He just says it's it's time to build. And uh, so I felt like I, <laughs> I was telling Christy. I'm like, well, should I? go back into the things that I was preparing or into this. She's like, We well, you better do what the Lord says. <laughs> um, I, I do feel, so where I was going is, is, I feel like sometimes we just need a, we call it a, like a Selah moment. Um, there's 74 times where this word Selah is used in the Old Testament. Uh, 71 of them are in the Psalms, and then there's three times in Habakkuk. And But this word Selah, People think they know what it means. Nobody really knows what it means, um, and anyone who does is, is full of it, because nobody knows. Nobody really knows what it means. There's there's different interpretations of it. But but here's what I felt like I, as I asked the Lord, and so I was saying I told this in the prayer room. Don't don't hold me to this. I don't feel like this is the official meaning of the word. But I was just like God. What is it? What are you saying with this Selah? With these kind of Selah moments? And we've heard like pause in His presence. Like, uh, but. But I just, I just heard the words, "Consider your ways." And so this morning, I feel like the Lord is, is He's continuing to establish a foundation, and it's, and it's requires us to continually do this, that we would consider His ways. Uh, (laughs) I'm just outside of His ways, you're in trouble let me just say if you don't know his ways if you don't know his heart if you don't know the things that he has the direction that he has for your life man you're going to struggle you're gonna go through some some difficulties and you're gonna hit these bumps in the road and you're gonna have you're gonna wonder what what (laughs) what direction you're supposed to take so today I feel like the Lord's gonna begin to establish our ways it was something as we were praying for the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the fast, the very first thing the Lord said is, know my heart. And we and we spent an entire day just, which we need to spend an entire lifetime, but we spent this day just saying, God, what is on your heart? What is your heart? Instead of, God, here's the things I need you to do. A lot of times this is what we do, right? We, we say, well, we need to pray. God, will you fix this in my life? God, will you do this? God, will you help me with this? Will you... And the Lord's saying, he just kind of waits, and then goes, tell me when you're ready to actually step into the plans I have for your life. (laughs) It's time for us to step into his plans, for us to be established in his ways. So so let me say this, though, Uh, I can be really good at pushing people and encouraging saying come on let's go after it let's go after the next thing let's go after the next thing this has been a thing in my whole life is I'm always kind of I'm very task oriented I'm, I'm and, and I don't have time to celebrate the victories because I'm going after the next task and uh, and so this is an area you guys have to help me with but I do feel like these Selah moments are also this like let's just pause and remember the things that the Lord has done and the good things that he is doing and and I know. Then I'll, then we'll jump back into the okay guys, but here's where we're going. Um, but I think it is really cool to see what the Lord is establishing, and even like this Castle Rock Day of Prayer, what the Lord has as We've now had this is the sixth annual Castle Rock Day of Prayer. Um, boy, there's there's so many things, and I'm not going to go through all of them. Just just to to name a few, I mean we've had. There's, it's something that the Lord has put on our heart. Is the 400 gathering? He's gathering 400 churches together in this region to come into greater unity, to establish His ways, to lay down their own agendas, and actually to have His agenda and His plan, and be more kingdom-minded than church-minded. And uh, and this is what the Lord is establishing in this season. Uh, I feel like even with the when we started when COVID hit, we had to shift some things up. And sometimes the Lord is actually He's 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 in the middle of this stuff if you think that the enemy is is having his way right now god is not going oh no the enemy got the steering wheel and now he's driving the ship what are we going to do god's hand is all over things he's he's establishing things i just (laughs) i'm going to throw your theology off a little bit and then we'll and then i'll leave it at that um Just hear these words. This is the Lord speaking. He says, uh, I am the Lord. This is Isaiah 45. And there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me. But let me show you how he strengthens you. Uh, So that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, men will know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light, and I create darkness. I bring prosperity, and I create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. <laughs> I'll just let you kind of like soak in that one for a minute. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times we just think that the enemy is having his way Uh, I I believe the Lord's actually shaking things up to establish things the way he wants to establish things to set things the way that they need to be established the church the the big church has been completely out of whack (laughs) it has not been established in his ways we've talked about that I'm not going to get into it in detail right now but uh, but we we have not been a church that is going after his heart we have been a church that is going after our own ways and establishing our own things and building up our own stuff and saying god look what we're doing for you and he goes yeah but that's not actually what i desire that's not my heart's desire we're building up the things that actually bring us glory when he says no i want you to actually lay down the things and that brings me glory all that to say what, what was really cool is when COVID hit we had to just kind of it, it just reset some things in the church and uh, we one of the things that we decided we needed to move to to actually expand was this food bank that we have you know when you guys walk in now you see it part of it um, but when we started this what was really cool is we had this this moment, we're back in the in the prayer room with our team, and we're like, what do we do? We only have this much food. Um, do we try to make it last? We don't know how long this thing's going to last. We don't know what's going on, but we don't know where we're going to get food or how we're going to get enough food to sustain this for the long term. And the Lord just kind of said, it's that that moment of, really? <laughs> like, who are you trusting in? Are you trusting in your own ways? And this is what we do, even in the church, is a lot of times we trust in our own ways, in our own stuff, right? We're like, God, we love you. You're the king. We trust in you. We believe in you. And then we turn around and we're like, ah, oh, how are we going to do this stuff? Let's talk. Let's figure it all out. Like, are we really trusting in the Lord or are we just singing songs and saying we are? I think a lot of times we just kind of play the game of it, but we don't really trust him. So... There was that. It was just that moment of like, uh, all right, are we going to practice what we preach here? <laughs> are we going to trust them? So that that week we just were like, let's just give it all away. Let's give, we'll give everything that we have away. We'll just whatever people need, we're going to give it all away. We're not going to hold anything back. Well, we did that, and uh, and literally the the next week we get I get a call from uh, I think it was maybe the same week. Uh, it was within a few days. Get a call. Oh, and we prayed. That's what we did we prayed that Wednesday (laughs) give me a little grace here there's no script on this Um, we did we prayed and an hour and a half later I get a call from the Commissioners and uh, they just said hey uh, we want to fund the food bank Uh, we want to we're gonna we're gonna put a check directly into your into your account and so you're going to see these funds drop into your account here in the next few days. And, uh, and they funded it considerably more than we ever had uh, in our funding for a food bank. That was just the, the first part. I mean, this thing has gone um, nuts. I don't know if you, you know, I talked about just a few weeks ago. As we were praying and fasting like a month ago, literally we finished the fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday we get a call. Hey, we have a truck of frozen meats that we want to deliver to your place. Uh, we have 21,000 pounds of meat that we want to bring into the church for free. we would never seen anything like that. We're like, ah, what do we do with 21,000 pounds of meat? They show up. Well, it wasn't 21,000 pounds of meat. It was 42,000 pounds of meat. (laughs) But this is... (laughs) uh, These are just these moments of... So we were, if you (laughs) go back now, we were freaking out or worrying about... At that time, I think we had maybe 500 pounds of food total. We just got 42,000 pounds of frozen meats on top of everything else that we're bringing in, which is like five to 10,000 pounds of food every week. So, so we're like things have completely shifted. Now we have, I don't know if you guys have seen out there, we've got to, we just brought in the materials. We, uh, we purchased a, uh, a walk-in fridge and freezer that's going to actually extend into the foyer and um, it'll be able to house about 70,000 pounds uh, of food that we can store in there between our freezer and the fridge, and, and, that, and we just feel like the Lord just goes, hey, you just keep doing what I tell you to do, I'll take care of the rest. I had a government official come up to me yesterday, and I, I won't get into details, I don't want to get everyone in, anyone in trouble, he pointed at me and just said, hey, we need to talk money. And I go, what do you need? How much money do you need? And he goes, no. I want to give you money. <laughs> it's like, OK, <laughs> let's talk. My schedule's open. <laughs> this is the favor. Here's the thing. There is a favor of the Lord that comes when we actually are in his when we begin to walk in his will and we go beyond our own mindset and our own abilities and in our, and our own understanding. There is sometimes that risk where you're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> But when we do step, when we actually make that, it's that leap of faith that, and it's, sometimes it's a little step of faith. But when we actually step out, the Lord actually does that on purpose. It's a testing of our hearts. He's actually testing our heart to say, will you trust me? And, and sometimes we're like, yeah, I just, I can't. And what that actually does, I believe, is, is it shuts down the very blessings that the Lord has when you feel that prompting of man i need to i need to just go give this person money i just need to pour out a blessing to them or i need to do something and when you don't do it it actually stops a blessing in your own life it actually and it's not that the lord's like well because you didn't do it you're not going to get the blessing it's just it's when you actually step into his will his will is to bless you so you step into his ways man, he will pour out a blessing. But this is, the, this is, not, this, <laughs> this is not the prosperity message. This is, so hear this, because I, just, I don't want you to guys to get confused that like, oh, if, if we stay in his will, man, there is just a, a like we're gonna you know, drive around Ferraris and live in mansions. Like, nope, you're probably not. Uh, more than likely, uh, life is not gonna be easy when you're actually in his will. It's never meant to be easy. He will, he will provide what we need in the times that we need it. He will give us, he will lavish his love on us. We will be in that perfect, like when we're in his perfect will, it's amazing. There is joy, there's peace, but sometimes it's not the way the world would expect it. It's not that we live these lavish lives on this earth, on the beach, like living it up. No, we're actually pouring out ourselves constantly. So as he pours into us, we just pour it out. When the more he pours in, the more we pour out. That's his plan for our lives. The moment we stop, the moment we kind of like say, like, oh, wow, that's really great. I'm going to hold on to that one. You just kind of block the conduit. You just shut things down. Don't, don't shut it down. So it's, okay, maybe I'll start the message now. Uh, I do feel if you guys have your Bibles I, I don't have any slides so just just me in the background <laughs> um, but if you go with just go to Joshua 4 I want you to just see something here I'm gonna probably just jump around here wasn't sure where I was gonna go um, but I think it's part of the Selah Kind of moment this this it's remembering what the lord did and what i love is the is joshua crosses the jordan they they cross over and uh it says when the whole nation had finished crossing the jordan so here if you, this is 40 years of waiting to do this like imagine you're waiting 40 years to do something and uh, actually it's the next generation so you're like all the ones that actually were waiting to do it they died so here you are you get to cross over you're crossing over the jordan 40 years and uh they cross over and the lord says to joshua choose 12 men from among the people one from each tribe and tell them to take up the 12 stones from the middle of the jordan from right where the priest stood and to carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight says so joshua called together the 12 men and had had appointed them from the Israelites and one from each tribe and said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord, your God, into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them, that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. I just felt like this is part of this Selah moment here, that that we actually, in in these things that the Lord is, is bringing us into, uh, that, we, that we stop for that moment and we go, wow, look what the Lord has done. Uh, I, I could sit here for another hour and tell you of all the amazing things the Lord has done. But I, I would ask you to look even at your own lives, just even over these past few months. And I know it's been a shaking. I know it's been difficult. But what has the Lord done in the midst of this that you can say, man, look at this. The Lord, God did this in our lives. He established his, his ways he, he blessed us in this way or he did something and and it's not just for us but it's for our children as well that, that we begin to to set up in a sense these memorial stones these places where we can go back and we can say god did this in our lives i think anna didn't you do this with your kids and anna and sean you guys did this didn't you like you kind of went back and said hey we we set these things up along the way um, It's so important that, here's why. (laughs) So they cross the Jordan. They take out 31 kingdoms. They establish themselves. They they get the promised land. It's it's a beautiful thing. But then right after it, you get into second chapter of Judges. And it says this. Um. So it says, after Joshua had dismissed the Israelites, they went to take their, so this is uh, Joshua, I'm sorry, Judges 2, verse 6, Uh, they went to take possession of the land and each to his own inheritance. So they took their inheritance. It says, the people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him. And who, but here's the key, catch this part. (laughs) I was going to say you can read it on the screen, but you can't read it on the screen. Uh who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. So these were the ones that had seen the things that the Lord had done for Israel. It has been established in them, and so their ways were set in the Lord. But then it says, uh, I'm gonna just jump down to verse 10. Uh, so it talks about Joshua, is he dies. Uh, it says, after the whole generation had been gathered to their fathers. So now you have, a whole generation that's gone and another generation that has been raised up. It says, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. So those, those memory stones, those things of, of remembrance, remember what the Lord has done. It said they did not know what the Lord had done for Israel. And so then it goes on to say, they did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and they served the Baals, and they forsook the Lord and the God of their fathers who had brought them out of Egypt. There was that reminder right there. The God of Egypt who had brought them out of Egypt, or the God of Israel who had brought them out of Egypt. (laughs) They followed and they worshiped various gods of the people around them, and they provoked the Lord to anger. And if you continue and you go on, you read this, you see that things did not go well for that generation. But then as you go through the next few books of uh, judges you see over and over again like basically they come to disasters I mean horrible things happen to the Israelites and then it says but then they cried out to the Lord after maybe 50-70 years go by (laughs) like boy if they would have learned they cry out to the Lord and then it says and the Lord answers them and he comes and he meets them and he restores them and, and he brings them back into a good place. But then what happens is 30, 40 years go by, and it says, "And then they turn from the Lord, and they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And then disaster fell on them. And, and you see, if you read this, if, and I'm not going to go into it, but it just, it's over and over and over again. And it's like it's this roller coaster of man, disaster strikes because they turn from the Lord. And then they cry out to the Lord, <laughs> and He restores them. And then a few years go by, and they forget about the Lord. Bam, and they they turn from the Lord, and disaster strikes. And then they cry out to the Lord. And, and here's the thing: I've been. This is what I've been crying out, Lord. <laughs> I never want to turn my heart from you. I, I never want to to look to the own my own things that I have or that we have as a church and say, look what we have, look what we we can do now, and bring glory to ourselves. I want to always turn that glory back to Him. I want to always give Him the glory, and I want to always rely on Him. And, And my prayer, and if you guys are part of the church, you get the prayer too. My prayer is don't make it easy on us. Don't ever give us enough to be comfortable. Don't ever give us enough that that we can begin to rely on ourselves but that we would actually continually always rely on you, always be in that place of complete dependence upon the Lord. I would rather be struggling the rest of my life and depend on the Lord than have all the blessings of the Lord and turn from Him and begin to walk in my own ways. Feel like that needs to be our prayer I, I just it scares me there's the fear of the lord comes in because i go how could i think that i could do it any better than than any one of those people let me let me show you another one just real quick um if you turn to second chronicles 7 uh that this is powerful moment here so the dedication of the temple so this is uh, David's lived, King David's lived his life. Uh, he was gonna build the temple and the Lord goes, nope, that's for Solomon. And so he has, he has all the funds, the silver and the gold and everything set aside so that Solomon can build the temple. Solomon becomes the king. And uh, there's this beautiful moment. There's this temple, if you see, I mean, this thing would blow you away. The, the beauty of this temple that was built for the Lord and uh so this temple's established and there's a dedication that happens of this temple and (laughs) as solomon dedicates this temple to the lord there is it says the, the glory of the lord filled the temple the priest couldn't even enter the temple all the israelites saw they saw fire come down and the glory of the lord above the temple and it says and they knelt down on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshiped and they gave thanks to the lord saying he is good and his love endures forever there is this beautiful moment but then i just right after that a few verses down you guys know this scripture second chronicles seven fourteen. but right before that it says solomon had finished the temple of the lord and the royal and his royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace. And the Lord appeared to him at night and he said these words, I have heard your prayer and I have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain and I command the locusts to devour and the land, to devour the land or send a plague Among my people, when I do these things, he says this to Solomon, If my people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves, and they will pray, and they will seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. It says, Now my eyes will be open, and my ears will be attentive to the prayers offered in this place. For I have chosen and I have consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. But then he says this. <laughs> we kind of stop right there. He says, As for you, if you walk before me as David your father did and do all I command and observe the decrees and the laws that I, I will establish your royal throne, as I, as I uh, covenanted it with, with David, your father, when I said, you shall never fail to have a man to rule over Israel. But if you turn away and you forsake the decrees and the commands that I have given you, and you go off and you serve other gods and you worship them, then I will uproot Israel from my land, which I have given them. And I will reject this temple the very temple, this beautiful temple. I will reject this temple that I have consecrated for my name, and I will make it a byword and an object of ridicule among the peoples. And though this temple is now so imposing, all who pass by will be appalled and say, why has the Lord done such a thing to this land and to this temple? People will answer, because they have forsaken the Lord, the God of their fathers who has brought them out of Egypt and who has embraced other gods, worshiping and serving them. That is why he brought all this disaster on them. I don't know why I'm going into this other than (laughs) I I, I feel like there are choices that we get to make and, and we continually get to choose. Are we going to serve the Lord? Or are we going to turn from our ways and begin to serve other gods? And we go, we don't serve other gods. There are so many things in our lives that we actually begin to serve. The things that are on your mind, the things that are consuming you, whether you like it or not, you're serving those things. Those become the very gods in your life. You look at your calendar and your checkbook. You can say, those are the gods that you're serving. Ouch. And I'm with you. Look, I'm not. This is not about perfection. This is about heart. This is. But heart actually requires action. There's an action into this that we begin to actually step, walk in the ways of the Lord. Not just go. Well, God, I love you. How we love Him is how we serve Him. So. Uh, I'm going to try to wrap things up here. Um, boy, there's so much I could go into. I feel like there's a place of thanksgiving, too, that in this Selah moment, kind of these, these Selah times, that that we actually give God the glory for the things that he's doing, and we, we thank him for the things that he's done in our lives. There's a there's a story in Luke 17 uh, about lepers. And I'll give you the short version of this, but but it's there's 10 lepers that Jesus heals. And it uh, says that, I'll just read this quickly, in uh, chapter 17, verse 11, it says, he's on his way to Jerusalem, and he traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going to a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him, They stood at a distance, and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go. Show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. But here's the crazy part. It says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice, and he threw himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. And then it points out, and he was a Samaritan. (laughs) And Jesus answered and he said, we're not all 10 cleansed? Weren't there 10 of you? Like, you're the only one? He says, where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise up. Your faith has made you well. I believe that the the Lord, there are testimonies in our life that that we have that sometimes we have the tendency just to kind of blow past these things. And uh, if you look at Jesus' life, even before a lot of the things happened, uh, the the miracles happened, Jesus would stop, and I believe these were kind of sail moments, as he would just give thanks to the Lord. When there were 5,000 people in front of him, he says he was moved with compassion. He wanted to feed them. It, and it's, it's funny. In John uh, 6, it talks about the 5,000. And, and he goes to Philip, one of his disciples, and he's like, hey, Philip, hey, we got we to feed these 5,000 people. And, and Philip's like, he, looking out, he goes, are, are you kidding me? <laughs> he's like, even with eight months' wages, they would barely get a bite. And this, let me just say, I feel like this is, our, this is our mindset as well sometimes. Jesus is like, hey, I want you to go do this. And, uh, and, and our response is, Philip, it's like, well, that's impossible. And Jesus, and he's right next to Jesus. <laughs> like, you go, hey, but here's the thing. Jesus is with us as well. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And sometimes we forget that. And so we actually, we're always looking with our, with our worldly eyes, with our natural, like, well, how am I possibly going to do that? It's so funny. It says in, in John, Jesus is like, he already knew what to do, but he was testing Philip. I'm like, oh, Philip, man, you failed that test miserably. <laughs> you ever had a pop quiz? Like back in the, like when there's a test, you can, be, you can study for it, Right? But when you come in if you're back in school back in the school days for you guys when you walk in and they're like okay pop quiz you're like oh no (laughs) i did not come prepared for that um i feel like sometimes the lord does these pop quizzes on us and uh and and these are these moments where it's like hey i want you to do this and you're like there's not a chance i could do that i have no clue how to do that and jesus what does he do he just he takes the five loaves the two fish and and he just gives thanks to the Lord. But it's that moment of giving glory to God. So whether it's before or after the miracle. Sometimes, I, when I pray for people, I, I feel like I have a lot more boldness now than I've had in the past, where I'll just walk up to someone and say, hey, uh, have you ever experienced a miracle? No? Well, do you wanna experience one right now? I feel like the Lord's gonna heal you. And I'll give thanks to the Lord right away. Okay, thank you, Lord that you're gonna get the glory in this. Thank you that you're the healer. I thank you for what you're going to do. And then what I do is release the very will of God into a situation. It's nothing that I can do. It's not of my own power. It actually puts me in a place of complete surrender and complete, humil- complete humility. Because if, if it doesn't happen, I just blame God. <laughs> Well, I don't know why he didn't do it. Maybe he'll do it later. And, and sometimes he does. I've had people I've prayed for, and nothing happens. And I go, This is what this is what I'll do. And I just encouraging this is I just say, hey, I don't I don't know why. I can't explain. But thank him and continue to thank him for your healing. And I've had people come back the next day and go, Oh my gosh, completely healed. And, and I don't know why it's a day later, other than his ways are not my ways. And, and maybe the Lord just needed to establish something in them to, that they got they, they just started to have a thankful heart, regardless of circumstances. And I think that's for all of us, that, that we don't just thank God when He does things, but we thank Him for who He is. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good, and His love endures forever. That's the other thing the Lord showed me yesterday, was just that, that we actually thank Him for his love above above all else it's that his love is more powerful than anything else in this earth he is love god is love so before we even thank him for the things that he's done we thank him for who he is so it's time to build <laughs> in that selah moment let me just hit this uh, if you guys Turn to Haggai. We're in a time of building. The Lord is establishing things right now. I feel like this is this is our time as the church to rise up. Um, but this is that this is the Selah moment of. Consider your ways. So I I want us, as as we leave from this place, and I'm going to kind of close with this. But as we leave from this place, that that in this Selah moment, that that we consider His ways. This goes beyond our own understanding, which would say that as as it talks about in Haggai, it's the story of um, it's the Israelites who are basically they they're out of captivity. They've been in captivity for. For 70 years they're out of captivity and for the first 16 years it says they spend trying to establish things trying to establish their, their homes and their businesses and all these things it says this it says consider your ways you have planted much but you have harvested little you eat but you never have enough you drink but you never have your fill, you put on clothes but you are not warm you earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. <laughs> then he says again, so consider your ways. So I would say, "Selah." <laughs> Go up into the mountain and bring down the timber and build my house, build my temple. So that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much. But see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty? Because of my house, which remains a ruin. While each one of you is busy building your own house, therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew, and the earth its crop. I have called for a drought on the fields and the mountains, I'm sorry, I've called for a drought on the fields and the mountains and the grain and the new wine and the oil and whatever the ground produces on men and cattle and on the labor of your hands. He's called the drought. That is not a very loving God, right? (laughs) That's our mindset. Like, well, why would God do that? Because he desires that we would establish his ways. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. When we do that, everything begins to change. I believe this is the foundation that we need to be established on. That we would actually establish his ways. And let me say, you guys know his ways at the end of the day. It's all about people. There is nothing else that that we take with us to heaven. There's nothing else, we can, we can build up all of our stuff. We can build this church, we can make it huge, we can do all sorts of really cool things, we can have a great food bank, we can, we can do all this stuff. At the end of the day, none of that matters. Now, not to say that the Lord isn't using that to establish things, but if it's not, if it's not about people, if it's not about loving people, then, then we've missed it. We've actually missed his heart. The, the first thing is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But there's a second piece to it, and it's love others with the same love that I've loved you. Let me just hold that finger there and just turn to John uh, 13. 1334 says this, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. For by this, all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That love is not just a superficial hi, I love you. Uh, You're a great person. Uh, It's actually a laying down of our life. It's actually giving everything that we would have to surrender that to him to the Lord to lay down our lives for those around us it's a different type of love it's a sacrificial love so that's what he calls us into that's the very consider your ways there's nothing more valuable than that if we love him we will love others there, there's no you can't love the Lord and not love others you can read First John, it talks about this. It says, if you say you love the Lord and you hate your brother, you're a liar. <laughs> Truth is not in you. So there has to be a love for others. But it's not a striving love. It actually comes out of receiving his love. And when we understand his love for us, it will break our heart for others. That we will love others with everything that we have. The Lord is beginning to establish that in our lives right now. And it's it's come through a shaking. This shaking is, is not the enemy. This shaking is the Lord resetting some things. The question is, is will we actually allow that shaking to establish the foundation that he actually desires to establish? There's a verse you guys are so familiar with. It says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that he gave his son. That is a sacrificial love. That's the love that we're to have. Um, Let me just read this to you in closing. Can you guys stand up? Just awaken you guys up here. Just stretch a little bit. <laughs> Look at this. i are going to end here right on time. One more hour and we'll be done. Here we go. <laughs> Nowhere. This is it. I, I just. I want you to hear this. I, I wrote this. Um, Part of it on wednesday and or tuesday or wednesday and as we were in the fast and then just actually finished it this morning is just i was just the lord was just showing me some things so here are these words and i believe this is this is just this foundation that the lord is establishing in us right now and i pray that these words just go deep into our hearts it says when our when our foundation is in the lord we will not be shaken when we are established in his love we will not be shaken when we build our lives on jesus we will not be shaken when we love the way he loved us our lives will no longer be our own then when the shaking comes when the storms rage we will be the unshakable ones. We will be the righteous ones, the ones who do not shrink back, the ones established in love and in truth, the ones that are led by the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit of the Lord reigns in our life, there will be freedom. When we no longer live, but Christ lives in us, that's when death loses its sting fear which is one of the things of this world it will no longer have any hold on us for our fear will be in the lord and this fear is the beginning of wisdom this fear establishes jesus as king of our life this grounds us in his love and this love becomes the very center of our being wisdom comes when our fear is positioned in God alone. The foundation, with Jesus as the cornerstone of our lives, it can't be just a belief or just a good idea or just a philosophy or an attitude, but it must become the very action and the direction and the value of our life. It needs to be the essence of who we are in Christ, in Christ alone. Our faith will not survive if it is not followed by the action of good works that the Holy Spirit reveals in knowing the deep thoughts of our God, the knowledge of His will, revealed through spiritual wisdom and understanding. We are neither moving into His love... Sorry, I wrote this early this morning. We are neither moving into... His love through our active... Oh, I'm sorry. We are either moving into His love through our active faith or we're moving out of His love through doubt, unbelief, complacency, a focus on or desire on the worldly things, or the selfishness of the flesh. The action of no action will lead to death, for faith without works or without action is dead. So may we live our lives in a way that glorifies our God and Father as we build on a strong cornerstone foundation on Jesus, that we may together rise to become a holy dwelling in which God may live by His Spirit. And in this, we will not be shaken. So let us live and move, and may every action of our lives be by our faith in Jesus, not by our sight of what we see in the natural. Let us make it our very purpose and goal to live a life that pleases God. When we wake up throughout the day, as we lay our head down at night, let every breath that we have on this earth praise the Lord. On this day, we will all stand Before the judgment seat of Christ. And each one of us will receive what is due them from the things that have been done in the short life that is on this earth, whether the good things or the bad things. So let us no longer live for ourselves, but for Him who died for us and who was raised again. Let us no longer delay in serving the King, in living every breath to praise the Lord in presenting our lives as a living sacrifice, in representing Christ as ambassadors so that we may become the righteousness of God through the reconciliation that we have been given in Christ. And let us know that the time of God's favor is now upon us, for today is the day of salvation. Lord, I pray that you would establish your ways in us. Lord, I pray that our foundation would be established in your love, that we would have a new and a greater understanding of who you are, and Lord, that we would walk in your ways. Lord, we're not here, even this morning, this is not just to hear a good message and to walk out of here and go, well, that was great. I don't care how good the message sounds. I pray, Lord, that this message would go deep into our hearts and begin to establish us as your faithful ones, as your righteous ones, as the ones that will not shrink back. Lord, may we be those, when the world is shaken, may we be those that are not shaken. Lord, you say you're going to shake the things of this world. We will only hold on to the things that cannot be shaken. We will be your righteous ones. Father, I pray that you would raise up a new generation. Lord, I thank you that you are already raising up a new generation, a generation that has their eyes set upon you, their hearts set upon you. Ones that no longer look to the things of this world, no longer rely on the things of this world, no longer rely on what the world believes is valuable. But Lord, our value is set upon you and you alone. So Lord, if there are things in our lives, and I I say this apprehensively, if there are things in our lives that need to be shaken, Lord, shake them remove them. I don't care how painful it is. I don't care how much it hurts. Sometimes I feel like when we when we're like we're coming in for prayer, we're like help, I need prayer in this because I'm holding on to something that's that's shaking. My response to you now is not going to be well, let's pray. My response to be is going to be let go of it. <laughs> let it go. You can't hold on to those things. Lord, shake Those things. Do it now in this time. So that Lord, in that day, at the end of the day, Lord, that that we don't we don't make it through by the hair on our chinny chin-chin, by just that escaping the flames, as it talks about in First Corinthians. But Lord, that there would be there would be rewards, that there would be riches laid up for us in heaven, Lord, as, as we go after the very thing that you love the most, and that is your people. But may we establish your ways in this season. May we consider your ways. May we have those Selah moments day in and day out. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. amen. God bless you guys. I, I just want to say, I, I was talking to Christy about this. I love you guys. I, I, I'm like, man, I am so, I, I know some of these messages are hard, but I am so thankful for you guys. I am so thankful for what the Lord is doing in and through us together and where he is taking us. And so I know sometimes I'm just pounding you guys, but you guys are awesome. And I love you. So God bless you.